That's it's always what I'm doing in my head. Air horns. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's constant. Like it's I know during the day I'm doing it all the time. Like freaking relax. So, uh the your volume is down in there. Okay. Someone sees you looking introspectively into a pond, like, what is he thinking about? Yeah, and all that's going on is burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> right? Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted's. Starring the Ted. Star. The. Uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. Ha-ha. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo. The podcast. What's the episode? Oh, episode 236. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith. I'll be hosting this here podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me. Actually, he's here. To the right of me. You know where he is. He's always here unless he's somewhere in two wheels in Southeast Asia. He goes by the name of Cobb. Cobb, what's going on? The Argentinian dollar continued to drop this morning following figures released by the country's central bank. Closer to home, shares of your favorite cast gaining a few points today as Matt gets swole, Cobb gets busy, and Ted gets trim. Are the boys headed for their greatest dip season yet? We'll find out at 6.30. Got a dip season update, by the way. Ooh! Oh, yeah. hell yeah. All right, back there on the wheels of steel, getting the studio all set up and getting the waters. Matt Comer, the, <laughs> the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. You know, this is one of those weird ones. It's been a tough day for me talking already. And I'm sober. What do you mean by, t- like, just stumbling over your words? or what? Yeah, just during TV time, I just couldn't get a few things out. And just, it's just been one of those days. I'm like, I, you know, I mean, I went to a Sounders game last night, but was home by 1030. You know, had a few beers, nothing crazy. Just can't speak today. What do you think it is? Uh, I don't know. I just, sometimes, honestly, I just have those days. And then for most people, like, you can just... Not talk a ton. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, like, I mean, I don't know. You just never have a day or something. Just, it's not, like, a bad thing. It's just, like, uh, I just woke up, like, super early and this and that. And I just, I just couldn't, like, couldn't get my pacing today of, like, speaking. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, sharp. just spend four hours on the air talking and then spend <laughs> another hour doing a podcast. <laughs> Dude, the nice thing is, like, the... Like, the, I guess the, the only silver lining of that is, like, there's some days when you're so on and it feels incredible. Yeah, there's some days when I'm talking, like, in here or, like, especially during, like, the men's room, right? We're, like, I'm, as I'm physically saying a joke, my mind's already, like, two jokes ahead, right? And I'm just, like, boom, I'm going to hit him with another. Boom, hit him with another. <laughs> Today, I'm just, like, blah, 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 uh, yeah, the podcast. Woo! <laughs> uh, all right. So, coming up this weekend, we've got uh, Cage Sport 53. Uh, I will not be there. Our very own MCTP will be there doing the hosting, so that'll be Can't awesome. Wait. <laughs> That's gonna did be we get so it? Fun. Did we get a new shirt? Okay, I have. Well, so I ordered express shipping, and then they said two to four days, and then I got an email saying your shirt will be there in five to nine. Ooh. And if it got there in five, it would be there in time. Um, but yeah, I'm not too thrilled. I haven't checked my. I emailed them back like, "What the f- are you doing, man?" Uh, but I have one. That, I have a different one that I like that I didn't wear last year. I've just worn it to like a couple weddings or whatever. It's funny. So like, uh, also I should mention uh, the fights coming up this weekend. Uh, Ticketmaster.com for tickets. We do have in studio with us today Bobby McIntyre. Welcome mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to be back. So Bobby, uh, we I've seen you down there a bunch of times. So like, I have a lot of shirts that look alike, and I'm careful. Like, but I've been doing it for like five or six years. If I wear the same one. And I'm always afraid somebody's going to call me out, right? <laughs> and then last time, I had on a brand new one. Some dude, some dude was like, 
you were in there last time. And I was like, actually, no. Like, just popped the tag today. This one's fresh. And then he said something else. I was like, now that's new, too. Like, I was like, I'm pretty sure the only thing that's the same is the damn shoes. <laughs> it's tough, Matt. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't be checking my email during the cast. But I was like, I wonder if they emailed me back. And I'm like, oh, sorry, we'll get that to you in time. But... Yeah. So, Matt, what's your is your move black on black, or what what are you going with? Well, I have one that's kind of I wore a blue one last year. I have one that's kind of purplish that I have that I, I there's a brand that fits really well called State and Liberty that's just like meant for you know more in shape guys and it's just more tailored to my uh, build tapered cut and yeah it's super comfortable material. I love them. And but then this other one, I just got like some Instagram ads for these ones for thirty bucks that are usually eighty from this brand called TM Lewin that has like the same. It it seems like it it'll fit, so it's a new brand. I'll try it out. I was hoping it would get here in time. I paid the extra twenty bucks because I saved so much money on the thing that I spent on the express shipping to not take any chances. And then they're like five to nine days. I'm like, yeah. Ted, do you still go black on black, or do you you have a couple? No, things I got you're different. In? I got different colors. You just got to be careful, though, because sometimes, Bobby, you know this better than anybody. So, like, it gets so hot in there really underneath does. those lights. So I used to always do black on black. Now it's just like I've just kind of accepted by the time I go in there to do the intermission one that I'm going to have a pit stain. <laughs> 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 All right, so, Bobby, you're fighting main event. Uh, this is another one, uh, obviously, again, for a strap. First of all, like, we were talking to town last week. After You know, I, I'm buddies with Drew. Like, how important at this level is it to have titles? I'm, I don't know how important it is to have titles. I'd say wins and finishes are probably a little more important. All but, right. But um, titles are always nice, you know. Some good hardware to take home. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't think it ever gets old wearing a belt. No, not at all. Getting yeah. a belt? No. Every other sport's doing it now. Yeah. Like yeah. baseball wins, they're, they're, they're wearing belts, right? Like really? Football players. Yeah, I mean, they wear like WWE ones. Okay, okay. But it's just kind of like, it's a like... I don't know. Certain trophies should be for the sports, right? Everybody can't have a Stanley Cup. That's hockey. I was going to bring up the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you're not a fighter or, or a professional wrestler, like, yeah, what's going on here? You'll get championship belts. It's <laughs> funny. Uh, let's see. Eight and five. What, uh, you know, you're, you're going on this fight Saturday against Nathan Thompson. What, what can we expect? What are you looking for? Mm, I'm looking for a finish, definitely. You know, All right. I want to get in, get out. I want a, a highlight reel finish. And, uh, yeah, so... Feeling good, feeling great. Been training hard this whole camp, and uh, I'm ready for war on Saturday if it comes to that. Yeah, man. You look great. You look like you're already uh, in, in down at your weight you need to be. Yeah, I'm ready to go. I can, I can make weight any moment. Ready to go. <laughs> when are the weigh-ins? They're Friday. Friday? Yeah, at 5. Yep, okay. At the EQC in Fife. Oh, cool. Yep. I went in there one time, and they didn't have blackjack tables. <laughs> they just had slots. At least I didn't find them. But I was I was itching for some blackjack. Yeah, well, right, because that's where the hotel is and stuff too. Yeah, but that's why they're building that massive uh, new. They're built. I want to say the hotel and a parking garage. Is that now. what it is? Because it's yeah. huge. It is massive. Matt, I was like, what the heck is that? The new casino? What is that? Yeah, Matt, you're gonna be shocked when you go down there on Saturday. Really? Yeah, man. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, Bobby. So when you're to this point again, it's the week of like, what's training like? I mean, are you still sparring or anything, or is it no. just kind of light workouts? No, I haven't not been sparring for the but... last mm, probably three weeks almost. No kidding. Yeah, just really focusing on um, just being in good shape, and I know how to fight already, so it's kind of like um, we work on a few techniques here and there that we want to improve on, and I've been working on my boxing a lot lately too, but um, just staying in shape right now and um, keeping the cardio up, burning, burning the fat, and that's about it for now. Yeah, just maintaining what I got. 
losing a couple more pounds and uh yeah that's it what, what, what do you know about nathan not too much i've seen a couple of his fights um yeah i haven't done too much research on him but um i think that i'm gonna be the better fighter wherever it goes do you train for the fight or for fighting so train for the fight usually but um i'm always training for fighting in general so that never stops but uh, I like to focus on myself more and my mentality more than worrying about what they're going to do sort of thing. So if I go in there and I implement my game plan and I stick to what I'm going to do and I do what I do best, I feel like there's almost no way that I can't come out on top. You know? Okay, so you're not worried about like neutralizing their strengths or anything like that? Um, definitely. I mean, I always definitely do that too. Um, like with uh, Julian Arosa, I, I fought him and I It's Kyle's I kept, boy. I kept him moving a lot, <laughs> and, and I knew that, that he, uh, he moved a lot. So because I moved a lot, he tried closing the distance and was able to land my shot because of that. And then the guy after that, um, Nathan Stolen, who just fought in Beltor, um, I knew that, that he was a tough guy, and a lot of people would get tired punching him in the face, and then he would come and catch him with the right hand and end up finishing him after that. So I played it real casual with the stand-up, and I, I took it down, and I implemented um, – my game plan on the ground there, and, and uh, I, I would say expose the weakness a little bit. But I, I try and do that as much as possible, but it doesn't always work that way, you know. And then sometimes you go in with a plan, and then that plan fails. So I kind of just keep it in the back of my head, and I, and I, I try and just uh, focus on getting the W and being the better fighter wherever it goes, kind of. Yeah. yeah. What, uh, you know, with with all the stuff we've seen recently, you're a pretty humble guy. Like you had you had some good, some good stoppages and finishes last last few times. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever just get into a fight and it's just everything's out the window? And it's just like me and this dude are just in a brawl now. No, not really. Yeah, no. I used to be like that. It used to be kind of like chaos, or I, I would, the fight would be over, and I'd be like, "What just happened?" Sort of thing. But uh, after doing it for so long and just being really comfortable in there, the things you know, things are almost like. Um, in slow mo, it's uh, right. it's really it's really cool once you get comfortable being in those kind of situations, you know. Yeah, and it, when you see a guy like that that you've recently fought, now he's fighting in Bellator. Mm-hmm. Like, is that and is that odd? Is that weird? Like, how does that work? Like, how does he get the call up? If yeah, if I think it's just all about hell? about who you know, kind of sort of thing. Promotion. Yeah, um, but um, it is what it is. I. I, uh, you know, I wish him the best and I hope that he succeeds and he gets to do what he wants to do because I, I would hope that anybody else would wish that same thing for me. But um, it is it does make me like, damn, you know, I know that I deserve to be there. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fighting so, like uh, MMA is just a unique thing. Yeah. Because it just it's hard to tell. Right. Like you look at football. There's obviously the NFL. Then there's like college football. And even that's almost ranked by conferences. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's this or that? And you can be like, well, this guy played. But like. I, it's just tough with fighting, right? Because who knows, right? Like maybe you're fighting a guy that's just as tough, or maybe it, I, sometimes it seems like a hard way to judge that. Yeah, yeah. And eight and five, plus you had amateur stuff. So tell me, like, mm-hmm. how long have you been in this? How long have you mm-hmm. been fighting? I've been fighting for, I mean, probably over 10 years fighting in general. Um, I've been training at a, like, a legit gym for the last 10 years. I think I took like a almost a two year layoff. Um, back when I first started, but I've been at it for about seven to eight years straight, nonstop. So, I mean, quite a while, quite a while. Yeah. Make sure to plug your gym. Yeah, definitely. UTC, United Training Center, down in Lacey, Washington. Come check it out, guys. Get a free week. Come in. Say what's up. 
Cobb has been at my house and I put on the shirt and I said, "Can I wear it?" And he's like, "It just it's very aggressive." <laughs> like like you're going like you're going to have to like I'm like, "And hey, you're right, man. I don't train in this stuff. I feel weird wearing the shirt, but I love the shirt." Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Right? Shout out to the uh, Ellis's there. Uh all right, I got to ask you about this past weekend. So the McGregor, we were going to get into this either either way, the Habib thing. Now, a lot of people granted, obviously you shouldn't jump from a cage as a fighter into the crowd. Yeah. But I still have a massive issue with, like, you let McGregor get away with insulting his family, yeah. his religion. You put him throwing the dolly in the damn in the promo. promo. Like, you almost encouraged it. But then it's way out of line that this guy, and it's like, the dude was quiet through all that. What, did you think he was not going to retaliate? Right. Right, yeah. So, I mean, you're a fighter. What, I mean, what are your thoughts? Say what you can. So, I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to say what I feel about it, really. I think that uh, I think that Khabib showed excellent self-control throughout the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And it would have been awesome if he would have done that in there afterwards as well. But, I mean, I don't blame him one little bit for feeling the way he did. I know that if someone was doing that to me, then I would want, you know, a piece of them for sure. But, uh you got to be a professional about it a little bit. And yeah. also, you know, um, I try not to let other people's things bother me. If someone's going to say something or have an opinion, that's their own opinion. I don't really care, you know. So, But it would be very hard to refrain from wanting to do something like Khabib did, you know, especially after the onslaught of things that was said about him, his family, his religion. Well, plus I think also that kind of gets lost in all this is like McGregor got beat. Yeah. Right? Like, yes, I mean, yeah. Habib looked good. Yeah. He looked, I mean, that's. He almost st- knocked him out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and McGregor's supposed to have, you know, like the, you know, quote unquote, some of the best stand up in MMA. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I don't know, man. That, that Russian was working him. He was working was, him. And then it seemed like McGregor couldn't land a punch that was hurting him after that first round either. He would land yeah. a few, but it didn't seem like he had nothing on it. Kyle, did you see any of it? Yeah. Yeah. I watched the whole thing the next morning. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, my thought was uh, I, I was expecting McGregor to be pretty flat, and he was. I mean, he's been out of the game for two years, you know, and people just change when they get – like he got that, what, $50 million payday or whatever it was, $100 million, I don't know. It's just like you uh, – I feel like a big part of being a, a good fighter is that they have to have that hunger and yeah. that drive. You look at somebody like Mike Tyson, grew up with nothing, right, Castiumano yeah. coaching him, and it's like, you know – I think that's a necessary component. I mean, you very, very rarely have heavyweight world champions in boxing or uh, MMA coming from, like, aristocratic backgrounds where everything was handed to them. And so, you know, I think people, you, when they're eating caviar and sitting in bubble baths full of women, they get soft. You, you change know? your mentality a little Call bit. Call me crazy. I mean, yeah. the, the only person I could think of that came from, like, a like a money background was uh, uh, the prodigy. Uh, Hawaiian got his butt. Yeah, BJ, BJ Penn, Penn. Yeah. right? But he also tells stories about getting beat up because he was the rich kid. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, and Hawaiians, too, are just like, th- there's some super athletes in there. I mean, them, like a lot of Polynesian guys, Brazilians sometimes. And then also, like, they're fighting a lot on the beach, you know, amongst, like, the boys, like, surfing and whatever else. I don't know. I feel like there's still a lot of, like, sort of, uh, like, tribal, like, um, what's the right word? Like like establishing yourself within the dominance hierarchy of their friend groups and stuff growing up. So I bet I, what from what I've heard, Hawaiians fight a lot growing up too. My I friend, think that's part of it. Sometimes some people just have a culture where they don't mind fighting. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's just a warrior culture. I mean, I won't lie. It's part of the reason I'm scared to go to Russia. Like people don't smile a bunch, just and that. I feel like I'm just a walking target. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what's so happy about you? Exactly. Know, like, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Like, I don't know, man. I've been drinking vodka for two days. I feel pretty pumped. Who is this Corgi man? The Corgi man is, yeah. Uh, all right, so obviously you uh, you want to win this weekend. Any predictions? Choke out, finish? <sighs> no predictions. I definitely predict a finish. That's for all sure. Right. I'm going to finish this guy. And, uh, you know, like I was saying last time I was on here, I would like to get the knockout. That's, uh, I've been working my hands a lot lately, so I'm feeling pretty fresh when it comes to throwing some punches. And um, I'm hoping to get that knockout. All right. And then what's next, like, long term, but, you know, in the future for you? Man, I mean, really, I, I want anybody like Bellator, um, PFL, UFC to to give me my shot. You know, I feel like I'm in my prime right now, mentally and physically, and uh, I just I, I want that shot. So I mean, I'm gonna keep doing what I got to do to get finishes and and keep impressing people, and I'm hoping that it's gonna come just by by just sticking to that. So. Yeah, well, shit, man. I mean, I, I've seen you a few times. You look focused as hell right now. And yeah, it's great to see. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good feeling, you know. It uh, took about ten years to get here, so, so yeah, and it like, feels good. Generally, it's the guy I'm seeing that stuff. Like, I appreciate a finish at the end there, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, oh man, I'll get back. You know, we get back in time to have a few beers. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. right, that's the other question I always ask. What's your post-fight uh, tradition? Is it a food? Are you do you like a beer? Definitely gonna have a beer, that's for sure. And right. then, uh, food, yep. I'd say that's my go-to. It's some some drinks and some food. Anything in particular? Nah, nothing in particular. Um, it's almost asking like somebody what they want for their like death row meal. Yeah, right. Ooh. Like, yeah. oh, let me think about that. No, I like. And you always ask them while they're starving. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, I got. Maybe I should stop doing that. Yeah. Right. I'm going to create a crazy <laughs> list I'm going to have to go fulfill after right. this. <laughs> I feel like I'd go, like, I've never had one of the, like, the boozy milkshakes. But I feel like after a fight and cutting that much weight, like, it's a time for a boozy milkshake. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, sounds yeah. pretty good. I'm going to stop before I just keep doing this for an hour. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's almost pie season. You could get pie. You could... <laughs> You're driving about me crazy. Is pizza a pie or not? Right. <clears throat> you ever take it a sub and put it inside a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby McIntyre once again uh, fighting this weekend. Cage Sport 53 down at the Emerald Queen Casino. Our very own MCTP will be down there doing the MCing. So get down there. Uh, Bobby, as always, best of luck. And uh, Thank you, guys. Man, I love seeing you fight. You've been doing a great job. Awesome. Thank you. And oh, thanks yeah. for having me here. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course, it. man. Yep. All right, we'll take a time out there. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so uh, coming back in from the timeout. So I asked you guys kind of nonchalantly before we started the podcast. I said, hey, has anybody been to a pumpkin patch this year? Right? So <laughs> you didn't ask me if I had been to a Well, I asked party. Matt, and then I said, I'm not going to ask you, Cobb, because you're, I know how busy you are, and number two, you're single. You go, Cobb, you haven't. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're busy and you're single. Well, look, the only time I've been as an adult was when I was dating Stephanie. No, dude, it's totally true, man. And, you know, like when you said that, like, obviously, like you were there, but, you know, my retort was just that my friend was there this weekend taking photos for a couple. The one of which was proposing to the other because they were friends of his girlfriend. Like exactly what you said. Like people in relationships go to pumpkin patches. All right. So well, I just want to say there's nothing nonchalant about like my other, <laughs> like my other single friend just being like, "Hey, you been to any pumpkin patches lately?" Like there's there's no nonchalant way to bring that up. 
So it felt very chalant when I was like, no, I have not. I just, I, what, you know what, to be honest, I was asking you, like, I'll assume you and Tyler will go. I just haven't seen the picture. I wasn't sure if I had missed the pictures from, like, this past weekend already. Oh, no. But you were out hiking. Yep. So, all right. So here's the thing, right? <laughs> we talk about this on the men's room sometimes. And Moss are like, I hate the pumpkin patch, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look. Now, granted, I grew up in the city, so the pumpkin patch is, is an exotic place to me. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I thought it was awesome. Dude, even this weekend, I made Marysville, and I was like, I'm north of the wall. It's crazy out here. Like, right? I've turned into a city slicker. I'm with you. Yeah. Even to the point now, like, that I'm back on Capitol Hill, I'm like, damn, Ballard. So far away. <laughs> I have to wait till next year when I make my annual Ballard trip. Yeah, for <laughs> salmon or seafood fest. <laughs> well, because I mean, You've got I, two friends out there. Well, two sets of friends. I know. But, like, when I, uh, when I lived in Belltown, I thought Ballard was far. But now I'm on Capitol Hill. I'm like, Ballard is far as shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, North of the wall. Anyhow, so my point about uh, the pumpkin patch is I always defend it and go, look, last time I was there, I had a good time. But I was also a little sneaky. Like, I knew the couple, the other couple we were going with, like, they weren't big drinkers. So I bought a six-pack with me to their home. So I was like, oh, I'll have, like, a beer or two before we go. And then I was like, this was years ago. So I was like, what's this Sinfire stuff? And he's like, oh, it's like Fireball. I was like, Really? Like, how close? I keep that up for 10 minutes, and finally he's like, do you want to do a shot of it? Like, yeah, <laughs> I do. It's like, oh, well, Well, now you know. I'm curious. All right. I, right? I mean, uh, yeah, maybe, you know, twist my arm. So, I mean, that's what's tough for me. Like, am I making a fair call on pumpkin patches can be fun as an adult? But, like, when I went, I had a buzz on. I mean, what do you include in the term pumpkin patch? Are we including the corn maze? Are we including the scary? Like, I, I'm not saying corn maze, like or the, about the just scary. a field full of pumpkins. Just a field full of pumpkins. You're going out there to cut one off a vine. Seems like a proper time to break out your Leatherman. Well, a at the Cobb residence, we grow our own pumpkins, and B, I'm inclined to say no. Ooh, Matt, where are you at? That on doesn't pumpkins? sound very exciting to me. By the way, I don't believe these pumpkins exist because I've still yet to taste a apple from that tree. Dude, I know, and I freaking brought, dude, I brought three of them. My dad even listened to the podcast that we were talking about it (laughs) and, like, gave me a full breakdown of which ones were and were not on the tree. Apparently, Brayburns are not on the tree. Um, I respect that. Yeah, Shahalas are. Um, But anyway, yeah, I've tried to bring them twice, two or three times. They've failed. I hope it happens. But honestly, I make no guarantees at this point. Maybe there is no tree, Ted. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I saw it, but who knows? (laughs) Uh, yeah, now he's growing pumpkins. Matt, where are you at on pumpkin patch? Like I said, uh, that I went a while ago. Did I go with both my exes or one of them? I think I went twice. Um, but they had the mazes and the paintballing things, and like it was more exciting. And I don't even think we got a pumpkin. No, I think about it. One of the times we went to do like just the maze. Yeah, and then I went to just the boring pumpkin patch where you just get a pumpkin, and I was like. Okay, they have your Fred Meyer. See, I've done both. Like the the walking through the haunt was more fun, and like the shooting uh, zombies. Like, that yes, was, that, that was, was awesome. Dude. It was so much fun. It was way better than expected too, which always makes for a good time. Yeah, but I also like I don't know. Like if it's like Sunday morning or Saturday, you know, I say that. I bet if some girlfriend woke me up, I'm like, what are we doing? But I don't know if it's Sunday afternoon, like or Sunday morning, like eleven noon. I could you know have a couple pops, go up there and, and pick a pumpkin. Dude, do you remember that thing? Sorry to bring this up. I don't want to derail this, but we went on that haunted trail. And do you remember that, like, it can only really be described as labia. 
That thing we like squeezed through that was had the air in it. In the beginning? Yes. Dude. Yes. What was that thing? So it was like giant black <laughs> airbags. But it looked like <laughs> he's saying like it almost looked like and like as soon as like Matt, I mean, I'm not even kidding. As soon as you walked into like as far as my hat is, like you would lose the person yeah, in front of you. Two feet in front of you, you cannot see the person. Zero visibility. Wow. And they're yeah. both like they're huge. And you yeah. That's how it started. Whoa. Yeah, it was it was it was intense. It was. There was another room that was so dark, like you're not supposed to turn on a light, and like we finally turned one. We couldn't get out of there. We turned one on. It was like turn off the light. <laughs> like damn. And then of course you know o- the rules. There's always the story, like right. So that was in October, right? I had started dating her like in August. Yep. So we've only been dating a couple months, right? Still trying to look cool. And as you're going from <laughs> one like haunted house thing to the other, some dude. Comes out of nowhere. <laughs> and I physically jumped in the air. Well, keep in mind, too, this is an oh. almost two-mile trail. And, like, you know, there's no way you're going to maintain through that whole thing. It took us a half an hour to walk through that thing. Dude, and they preyed on different types of people's fears, too. Like, they had, like, a whole, like, nurse doctor ripping open a body set up. They had, like, school buses, whereas, like, some, like, weird childhood trauma for people to relive. They had that weird labia, like, some birth canal type stuff. Like, I was thinking about this later. Clowns. It's like any, oh, yeah, of course. Any, like, stage of life where you may have had a traumatic event, like, they had something for it. The weirdest, some of them, Matt, they had- They are going to find your weakness. And it's Maris Farms. Like, I'm sure it's still awesome. Go down there. Dude, they do a great job. Yeah, I I'm taking nothing have, away from them. Yeah, I want to say we have something on Perks for it right now. Uh, they had one that was just like a, a, a what do you, you know, just like fencing, right? But you know, just the standard fence? Chain link? Chain link fence. Thank you. And it was a bunch of like rooms and you had to like walk through this maze of it and it just had colors. But you were so anticipating something happened and then nothing happened. It was almost worse. Dude, that's we've talked about this a little bit. The um, I, the worst haunted house I've ever been to was in Thailand. I went to this amusement park and I went by myself. It took like a forty five minute cab ride north of Bangkok, and it was desolate. There was probably it's the size of Disneyland. There's probably two hundred guests in the park total. Is when I rolled that roller coaster four times by myself. I told yeah. you about. So they had a haunted house in there, and there was nothing that scares you. It was a warehouse with multiple different rooms with different colored lights. That was it. And so the whole time, you're just waiting, waiting. You're alone, and it gets scarier and scarier, and the rooms are darker and darker. And then at, at a certain point, you just stumble out of it into the you know the open jungle, and you're just like, okay, like what, what the hell was that? Yeah, I mean, I remember going through that chain link thing, and I was like, something is going to get us. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. And then it was like, oh, there's nothing in just, here. Just a bunch of chain link. Yeah. This is just weird. <laughs> yeah, it's almost scarier when it doesn't come, you know? Yeah, the anticipation, right? Yes. It's like when you were a kid, right? Like the fear of 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 giving that bad record, report card to your parents and what was going to happen was probably always worse than whatever the punishment was. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> was that the, was that Kennedy? Said that. That's Kennedy, right? I think that's a Kennedy line. Kennedy has I a lot of I know you're a big Kennedy lines. guy. That's why. Yeah, it's I like got it on the fridge. Every every person can make a difference. Or no, what's it? Any single person can make a difference. So everyone should try. Hmm. I think I might screw up a word there, but it's, oh. on my, it's on my fridge. I'm if, with you're, it. if you're opening the fridge, looking for something, get a little inspiration too. Cobb, have you read John Wooden's book? I guess he has a couple, but 
John Wooden, is that a coach of some sort? Yeah, he's a coach coach from UCLA. The Wizard of Westwood? No, I have not. Did he coach like Bill Parcell and all those guys? Bill Walton and Kareem Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, you know what? I may have read his book about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like crying in the bus all the time. Well, there's uh, a... Because he was like couldn't fit into regular clothes and stuff and people were like uh, shouting. That could be a story. What's the name of the book? This one's called Wooden, A Lifetime of Reflections and Observations on and Off the Court. No, I, I read don't a think different, that because different book by him. The, yeah, he's written a couple, but this one isn't like, uh, it's not like a long, it's, everything's broken up into small little like sections, not even chapters, but like a few paragraphs at most and sometimes less. Uh, and they're small, small pages, so it's just a really easy, quick book to read on the go. Like, I just have it in the bathroom, and then when I take a dump, I just, like, read a couple chapters or whatever, and they each take, or just, like, a couple couple paragraphs, and just some awesome, awesome wisdom and, like, quote bombs for days the whole time. It's like, geez, wow, cool. Yeah, I think I didn't read a book of his. I think I listened to a podcast of him with, uh, like, Jim Rohn or something like that. Tony Robbins? I'm not sure. Maybe. There's one. There's a podcast I got sent of him and Tony Robbins oh, from like yeah. the 80s. It. It's like Tony yeah. Robbins was like 27 or something. Yeah, that's probably it. Then. I okay. thought you were talking about Jim Rome. Yeah. Oh, Jim Rome. Rome is burning. Yeah. Is uh, that guy still on the air? Yeah. yeah probably somewhere. Cool. He's still on TV. He's still on, he's still on radio, was too. CBS he? last time? Yeah. Okay. When I, I was in school, like they did not turn ESPN off at the house. Or like Sports Center or any of that. All yeah. those guys got bounced around. I keep seeing Colin Cowards on Fox Sports. It's just like said during the Hawks game, kept showing him over and over again. Yeah, oh. he's over at Fox. Uh, there's a few of them over there. One time, one time I was watching Colin, Colin Cowards' show, and he name dropped as an obscure reference the overnight guy on KISW in Seattle. Like, yeah, because he's from cause he's or from he's from right the Northwest, and then I want to say he worked in Seattle for a little bit, then Portland. And then made it big time. But I always, he's a little much for me now. But that's also the job nowadays, those sports guys. You got to be like ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) But me and my brother always loved his quote about like, like, why doesn't football work in LA and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, because it's Orange County. Like, people have other options. They can go outside and go swimming. And then, like, the first time I went to Orange County, I've told you this on our time. So I was like, I get what Cal Hurt is saying here. Yeah. But it's not cold like it is in the Northeast or Yeah, it's like San Diego Chargers fans always seem so, like, laissez-faire about the whole thing, you know? Yeah, because it's right. It's not like, freezing. They're not in parkas. We'll go to the beach afterwards. Right. We're Buffalo Bills fans. What else they got? Right. The Bills no. Mafia, right? Six weekends a year. That's what they got. You got that <laughs> and the original chicken wing. What's it? What? Buffalo, Buffalo. Wings. Anchor. What's the anchor uh, bar? Are they and... from Buffalo? Is that yeah, why? that's why they're Buffalo Wings. I've always wondered about that, actually. Yeah. And that's weirdly going to – that's going to come back uh, full circle during the cop topic. <laughs> uh, also, I would be remiss if I did not mention John Wooden, one of his good friends, uh, of course, is Morgan Wooten. Uh, formerly head coach of the basketball program at DeMatha Catholic, also the winningest basketball coach of all time for high school in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Just, just oh, yeah. they, they, for, they don't make me do it. I just, I have to do a, it. <laughs> sounds uh, like a great guy. I also, coach is a great man. <laughs> uh, also, talk about John Wooden. I can't remember. As Matt and I had this phone conversation. I, I don't think we talked about it here. Right, so he coaches these famous UCLA teams. I want to say they won like eleven titles or something while he was there. He's that guy who won like eleven of thirteen or something like that. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. to the point of UCLA, they don't like they don't put other like you win a conference championship, they don't put it in like the trophy room. National titles are the only thing that's in there. 
And the one is, they had like a two and a half year period where they didn't lose a game. But every year, the first practice started with, this is how you tie your shoes. Like, I coach fundamentals. Yeah, that's like the this is football thing with, um, what is that dude's name? Like uh, the Vince Lombardi thing where he's like, first day of practice, like, gentlemen, this is a football. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that guy, oh, man, I remember that John Wooden thing now. Dude, that guy was unbelievable. He was all about constant improvement. So he had yeah. every practice for the entire year on a note card. And he would make notes on that note card for next year and then keep them in a file. And so, like, you know, October 13th, they would do the same practice that they did October 13th of the year before and the year before that. And he was all about fundamentals. And then he, uh, yeah, he would just make constant little improvements on each one of his practices, notes before and after reviewing that note card. He would get to practice like an hour and a half early to set up all the cones and drills, whatever. Like that guy is like one of the most consistent dudes on the planet. And he said that the year Kareem was a freshman, they had won a national title. The seniors coming back played the freshmen in the first one of the first practices and lost to them. Right, because back then freshmen had to play freshman basketball. Isn't that crazy really? though that the freshmen yeah. beat a national championship team? Yeah. Wow. It's like, yeah. Cool. We got this locked up for another couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Kyle, we want to read some emails. Oh yeah, man. For sure. Um hey, it's third. Uh, oh, this is a follow-up on last one. Do you guys remember that whole um, thing that was going on uh, with the – Planking? Dude, I'm really sorry. This is a tough one to dial in. The two details left out of that weird sort of – man, I'm just going to stop myself there. From last sorry. week? We had some good emails last week. Yeah, it was one of the relationship advice ones. Okay. But it's too hard to, to thread in. What's up, fellas? Just listening to the latest episode of the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Just wanted to drop a line real quick and say good on you, Ted, for make, getting trim and feeling good. My wife and I have also started down that path. It was crazy. It was a crazy year last year with the birth of our daughter. So eating habits got pretty lax around our house. Uh, so we've been making uh, just a little easy to maintain changes. The process is definitely slow, but the progress made already feels amazing. I have a ton more energy to play with my daughter, even after the longest days at work. Slowly starting to feel certain articles of clothing start to fit better. We didn't uh, go into this with a number in mind uh, because we can find it. We find it frustrating when you don't seem to get any closer to it after a while. But we both feel we are taking great habits, and we can teach our daughter as she gets older. Anyway, congrats again, Ted, and thanks to the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land for making my Thursdays at work uh, feel like getting together with old buddies to chop it up for an hour. Keep up the good work, boys. Brett, aka the Drunken Hitchhiker. Man. Yeah, and sometimes too, like I won't lie, Matt knows this, right? Because we, you know, he's my nutrition coach. Like we were working on it for a while before people really started to notice. Like I could notice it a little bit, and like I think Matt could just in the way we were talking about eating and stuff. But like, yeah, I mean, I think the, you know the consistency. But yeah, it, sometimes it takes a minute. But it yeah, lasts. Man. You got the rest of your life. That's right. Everything Brett was saying there, like that's the way to do it, man. That sounds sounds awesome, and. Yeah, it's just just about picking up those little habits that are easy to maintain, and uh, yeah, those, everybody's is different. And but those are the things that I look for all the time when I'm coaching clients. And like, good, stick with that. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's an experiment to to kind of find as many of those things and stack them up, and then eventually you have a system that works for you. And sometimes, not not that I would have done this, say this past weekend. Maybe you ate some stuff you usually don't eat, and. Uh got punished for it Sunday. <laughs> I was afraid to poo anymore. I just was tired of going. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Yeah, that's you'll wait to hear the details on that one later. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's I feel like motivation gets you started and discipline gets you there. Uh, to the Grace Ooh, Podcast and all like the land. That. All the land. All the hey, land. Hey, guys. Uh, on the Life Hacks Cobb topic, uh, I would say learn something new and useful every year. This year, I learned how to pick padlocks. You can get a lockpick set off Amazon with a clear plastic uh, practice lock for super cheap. It's a great party trick and super super useful. Man, I'm having the same day as you. Yeah, super man. useful in times of need. Yes, Every though. year, I try to learn something new and fun to keep the mind sharp. Got to exercise the brain along with the body. Stay frosty. Shannon. I mean, I like that. Sounds a little shady. <laughs> You, you learn how to pick yeah, locks. I'm, I'm learning French. Yeah, I learned how to crack safes. I was like, where, where are we going with this one? Taking a getaway driving class. <laughs> Polishing up on the skills, you know. <laughs> I learned how to count cards. Chloroform 101. <laughs> <laughs> are you really learning how to speak French? Yeah. My 83-year-old nice. client insisted, and I was like, oh, I'm game. Um, yeah, so just having, having fun listening to some things when I drive around and practicing stuff back and eventually maybe I'll be good enough to feel like I should go over to France and try it out and see some cool stuff. All right. I'm just picturing your push-up sessions now. You're like, un, de, toi. <laughs> Once again, just like gradual progress is the way to go. I'm glad I learned that lesson in the gym and with nutrition to apply it to learning French. Like, it's, yeah, there's no rush for me, but. We oui, chef. One other thing to consider is that most languages only utilize about 500 of their words to get across most. The, you we use the it's like Pareto's law. We use most of the same words over and over. You know, can you, I, and whatever. So there's a very small number of words you can make most conversations with, which is helpful. If you yeah, I'm getting pretty good at like recognizing it. Like it's like this Pimsleur. It's like tapes, and they'll have a conversation in French and then break it down. And I'm pretty good about like being able to understand what they're saying, but just the, the little subtle accents on on things. My tongue is like, what the fuck are you trying to get me to do right now, dude? And I just sound like an idiot, so I'm glad I'm the only one in the car. <laughs> I think Ted and I each only have one French line, and they are different. And mine's not even French. It's Creole. Les et le bon rentre. Yeah, yours is... Dude, I've always wanted to be able to remember that. Just let the good times roll, right? Let the good times roll. <laughs> I've, wanted, I've had moments where I wanted to say that. I'm like, ah, I don't remember it. Mine's est-ce que vous comprenez anglais? Yeah, do you speak English? That's all I got, man. Yeah. That's the key. <laughs> I need to brush up on Spanish if I want to go to Colombia. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> that part I got. Donde es Ayúdame may con mi español. Okay, so I actually sat down and thought on the cop topic about life hacks that actually work. In short, minimalism. The idea of being uh, to be the most efficient with your resources and have as few moving parts in your life as possible as well as paying the ounce of prevention up front so you don't pay the pound to cure later. Here's some other life hacks I thought of. Write shit down. The faintest ink is more permanent than the strongest memory. I've always said that. I'm with you. Whoa. Uh, crock pot and oven. If you learn to use both, you get hours of cooking done while you're busy elsewhere. Nice. Wallet, front pocket, wallet in your front pocket, harder to steal and doesn't cause nerve issues from sitting on it. Um, make spare keys. Save you some locksmith money and hours of your time. Uh, invest in tools, spending a few hours on YouTube learning to fix your own stuff, repair car issues and household appliances, saves on hiring out or spending on extra money replacing stuff. Uh, grocery store apps. Looking at my last receipt, I spent $147 on about two weeks' worth of groceries at Safeway. I saved $86 and got $0.40 cents off a gallon of my gas that night. Uh, just small things that over time can make you tons of money, and more important, 
your time. Keep it simple over there at the Grace Podcast and all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Bacon. That's it, boys. Bookmark that one. All right, nice. I wonder what he's been up to. Let's check Good in. Good day. You are oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. Oh, what's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt hey, Check out what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Uh, before we get to what's happening. Hey, what's good? What's happening? Check out what's what's happening. All right, there we go. Um, On top of it, all of us are today. <laughs> all it's firing, boys, firing. <laughs> In that trifecta. Culmination. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, so, yeah, as, I'm, as referenced, uh, on Saturday, my girlfriend and I went and did a hike. I could, I'll, it's Maple Pass. Somebody listening to this probably did that. It was so goddamn crowded, but it was beautiful. It's a great, it's a loop hike, so you go all the way around, which is fun. And the it looks really good in the fall. The larches were orange and yellow, and it was it was really cool. But it was definitely the most crowded hike I've ever done. Um, which I was Damn. surprised because it's like three and a half hours. It's past the end of Meltdown Lane, which is also known as what five thirty. Um, Mountain Loop Highway? Is that Mountain Loop Highway? No, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I've never driven past the damn amphitheater. But, yeah, but well past Meltdown, then you get you reach this other highway twenty, and you go down like another forty five minutes or something, and so it's way out there. And I was shocked. I thought, like, wow, we're driving far enough away that we'll have a nice, pretty relaxed hike on a Saturday. And it was like, wow, all of Seattle is here. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a good day for it, man. The weather was nice. Everything was out. Um, and the the colors were just, like, incredible. And there's just so many cool mountain faces everywhere you look. And so I still had a great time. Uh, we spent the night up in Mount Vernon at Cass and Jeff's for oh, nice. uh, logistics, so it was good to see them. And then uh, Saturday night, went to my girlfriend's family's house and watched the fights, uh, and that was obviously pretty wild. That was a, a great one. I loved the the Beast's post-fight interview and the finish of that fight. Like that... Bob Sapp was fighting? No, the Beast. What's his... La- what's his the heavyweight? Uh, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Someone else is trying to be the Beast now? That's what yeah. he, yeah, he's the beast on on Instagram. I started following him. He's Bob Sapp's a local guy. I look, I know, and Bob Sapp is a legend. But I, I don't know that he's on that level where he gets the jersey retired. I mean, he should. It's just there's a lot of MMA fans that frankly, and nothing bad against them, but they're just they're they they came along after Bob Sapp was already done. All right, if that makes sense. The new beast. The new beast. Plus, this guy made a name for himself. My balls were hot. Yeah. What's that? He took <laughs> off his shorts after the fight, and Rogan goes, why did you take your shorts off? And he goes, so my balls were hot. And Rogan goes, I understand. <laughs> I, he gave, I mean, he gave one of the best like post-fight interviews uh, of all time. It was phenomenal. He said Trump called him and told him to beat that mother effing Russian. <laughs> I mean, it was great. Yeah. I and, should, and, real quick, by the way... Forget all the post-fight nonsense. That was an awesome card. Yeah. That's one you're happy you paid for. Great, great night of fights. And the Ferguson fight was top-notch. Yeah. Oh, that was wild. But that heavyweight one, like, he just came back. He, like, Lewis wouldn't have won that if it went to, no. and then he won with, like, what was it? How many seconds were left? Like uh, 17 12? seconds. Yeah, 17. And he just threw out a haymaker. Yeah. Like, and he, he was had, gassed. He had lost the fight. And it's 
the the very end of heavyweights going at it and yeah he just went, it was just so so much fun to watch um so that was a lot of fun and then saturday or sunday uh big news ted you got the text i went to the farmers market and i got a new apple guy who he knows some stuff he's pretty deep in the game he knew all about the wazoo program and cosmic crisp He's going to have 40 different varieties of apples and pears between now and January to try. I got the Crimson Topaz and the Rubinette. God damn it, I forgot the Crimson Topaz for you guys. I was going to bring Crimson one Topaz. Yeah. Two colors, one apple. Yeah, which doesn't, he said that he didn't. I used th- to drive one. A Topaz? GS. Nice. Um. <laughs> It's like a temp. Uh, what's that called? Like Don't call it a damn tempo, man. Yeah, I was classy. I had a topaz. <laughs> it's a topaz. Or the Eagle That's Vision. Exactly you ever been is. in an Eagle Vision? <laughs> Hank had one of those. Um, yeah, so that was very exciting. And I told him, like, I, I was like, dude, my friends and I are kind of like Apple nerds. We we talk about it, them a lot. We don't. We're not like super educated about them, but we really like them, and we're we're intrigued and he's like yeah i got like 40 varieties coming down between now and january between the apples and the pears so i was like you're gonna be here every week so (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be giving me money can i get your number (laughs) i'm gonna buy a lot of apples it was great can we talk wholesale (laughs) yeah so it was awesome crimson topazes are super good it was last week last week of the season for the ruben nets but they were still good even though they're a little like undersized you can tell um they're delicious, so I'm just excited to to keep trying a bunch of new apples between now and then. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a big day for me yesterday or Sunday. With that. Dude, I don't, before the you know before the holidays, we got to get together. I want to. We should have like a day where we make stuff. Like I see you making salads with apples. Oh yeah. But even if we made like burgers, we should top them with apples. We should just have sh- like an. We were saying this like Apple Day. Yeah. Like everything's got to be apple centric. An apple party. I wasn't gonna bring this up, but you know what we were talking about. Costco getting rid of the Polish. They have a burger now. What? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Another time. I'll Another say this time. morning. We'll put a pin in it. Come back in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about this apple party. Yeah, and again, burr, 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 burr. <laughs> apple party. <laughs> Ain't no party like an apple party. Right? It'd be a whole thing. We well, got androids wa- at the door. Yes, yeah, on the mic, we got Crimson Topaz. Oh! Give it up, yo. Special guest appearance, bye. <laughs> yo, where my honey crisps at? Put your hands up. <laughs> I know you hear me, Fuji. <laughs> no, Red Delicious. You're not welcome here anymore. Get out of here. It's like kindergarten. Take a <laughs> you mealy ass adults. mother. <laughs> no bushy apples <laughs> Grady Smith you get to hang out dude yeah, Get man. in here yeah, pie Great apple. for apple crumbles and mm-hmm. such I think that's what my girlfriend used for those apple cookies She made a couple weeks ago yeah. Those were good But yeah if we if we did an apple party There's a lot, lot you could do with them And you're right those salads I should throw that out here because I always just post about them on Instagram But the sweet kale salads From the store that come in the bag By Taylor Farms they're like four bucks, and you can just make it in a bag. Those go so good with a sliced up honey crisp, or like chopped up, and just like have little chunks of honey crisp in your in your salad. Like it's just fills you up even more. And I just get a whole bag and a honey crisp at the store for like five bucks, and then just put it all there, and it it keeps me full for a while, and it's just really delicious. So nice. Uh, that's like that's what, my what store. 
They have them at QFC. Uh, I don't know if Safeway carries. I'm pretty sure Safeway does. I think I went there. I, I ride with QFC. Yeah, um, but it's like Taylor. <laughs> so do I now. It's the closest one to me. It's just about proximity. <laughs> yeah. So oh, yeah, got do we shop at the same grocery uh, now? We no. have to be right. Ah, there's two QFCs equidistant from us. The one with the uh, upstairs and the downstairs. Yeah. No. The marketplace. They yeah. both. They both have. Uh, oh no, they don't. Yeah, not really. No, the the other one on the technically list, you're right, but yeah, I, I, we're talking about the same one. Yeah, gotcha. The, yeah, it's kind of downstairs, but I'm saying like the QFC on the north end of Broadway. Twenty four hours. It's not anymore. They do close. Really? Yeah, I don't think either of them on Broadway are twenty four hours anymore. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> that that that's good call out of them. Uh, but the, yeah, the one up on Broadway has an upstairs. It's all liquor, and then the drugstore. And then the bottom's like home stuff. You can buy they it. got three stories. Yeah. It's the level situation. Multi-tiered. Yeah. And one of the dudes at the deli is really nice. And then there's uh, uh, God damn, I've been in there way too much. I'm like, there's, there's two people. I was like, and there's a younger black chick that works at the seafood counter that's awesome. I like bullshit <laughs> with her. <laughs> Cobb, what are your thoughts on the uh, NHL practice facility? Have you had a chance to see that in the markups and hear about you that? Are the, I, this is the first I've heard of it. Well, it looks like they're going to put it where Northgate Mall currently is and design Wait. it as some like multi multi use facility. Well, Northgate Mall is undergoing a giant revision anyway. Yeah, that's going to include. It's going to be like a hockey star fire. I believe Northgate Mall was the first mall in America. I've heard that too. And, oh, they're going to do. Wait, so Seattle is getting a team. All right, did they come up with a name yet? Well,. I don't think that's official yet. There's so they're no building name, a practice facility with no team. They've, they've released the plans. Like the stuff's moving, and they got approved by the board of governors. Uh, and I think it. They just need to sign the contracts. Yeah, it's basically done. Man, yeah. in my experience, basically done means not done. <laughs> I, I hear I'm you. I'm hopeful though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, it's go cracking. It, I would like to cracking too. Ted. Are you on the I'm still on the Kraken. Okay. Dude, I actually shouted down a couple. I think they were Dynamo players the other day on the street. Oh, nice. <laughs> it was yesterday, yeah. Some guy yelled out of his car at him. I was walking to work, and they were like full jumpsuit with a little patch. Yeah. Some guy in his car goes, go Sounders. <laughs> so I was like walk. I was, knew I was going to see him in a couple blocks walking by. And I was like, you know, he's right, man. Go Sounders. <laughs> and you can see they were just like, damn, like this city's ruthless. <laughs> yeah. They used they used to keep them all in the hotel like by our old building. Mm-hmm. So sometimes on lunch I'd see them and I always give them a little little shot. Yeah, so I remember one time telling somebody like, oh, "You guys haven't even played in our stadium." Like blah blah blah. And the guys just like, "All right, man, no, I'm excited." <laughs> God damn it! That's the only pro- that's the only and it's different now with Atlanta in the league and uh, obviously you know Portland. But I heard that was one of the things that hurt the Sounders the first couple of years. Well, that other teams were also so jacked to play in front of our crowd. Yeah, they're up for it. Yeah, yeah, I bet. So. All right, well, is it about that time? Boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. Cobb topic. Cobb topic. Dang, I made a mental note because there was something I was going to ask you about before this comes out. Like, um, All right. Anyway, uh, so apparently Buffalo Wings are from Buffalo, New York. They who, are. Who the, knew? The Anchor Bar. If you need to know specifically where it's from. So they are not made out of buffaloes. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> I was joking. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know they were from Buffalo, though. Um, actually, also. Interesting. The garbage plate also originated in New- upstate New York. That's a great call. I want to say, is that from Rochester, technically? Rochester. Um, so another <laughs> little fun fact. Uh, God damn it. Just sort of, I, I don't know. Just This is just a weird one that most people don't realize. Saddam Hussein was given the key to the city of Detroit in 1980. Yeah, he was our guy. 
He was our guy, exactly. So, cop topic this week. What's a fact that sounds fake, like buffalo winks, but is actually legit? Feel free to email us. Email at thepodcast.com. I'll read them. I, resp- I had a couple of good responses to people this week. You know who you are. You're welcome. Have fun in Boston. And have fun with your new scooter, the other two people. Anyway, hit us up. God, I have so many random facts. What's a fact that sounds oh. fake but is actually legit? I think the, the one I've been on. Oh, go ahead, Matt. I can't remember the exact specific stat on. So something to the effect of how many times if you took, if you like stretched out all the DNA of every human being on Earth, how many times it would go back for, but like, but from the Earth to the Sun. Some insane amount of times because apparently each strand of DNA like measures out to God. I wish I could remember these stats. I just just listened to the book, um, dude. That's what we were talking about with audiobooks. The comprehension goes down. DNA. Yeah. The point is all the DNA of everybody on Earth. Like if you just took it, it would all fit into something like the size of a grain of rice. But it actually expands. Like if you were to stretch it out, the way that it's coiled up. To some absurd distance. God. Go ahead, Ted. I I took this and, like, I didn't just hear it in an audiobook. I Googled DNA facts last night and was, like, looking up, looking it up more. But, uh, yeah, there's some pretty rowdy stuff going on in our cells. <laughs> it's pretty fascinating. My first one is just people have jokes all the time. I just want to remind people that chlamydia is not the clap. The clap is gonorrhea. Accurate. Or, as we call gonorrhea, the green drip. Yeah. And then number two is, I also... (laughs) That's a weird one. (laughs) What? Well, I look, full disclosure, I've had chlamydia. You take a week of antibiotics and it's gone, right? But But people always say you got the clap, and I'm like, no. The clap is gonorrhea. That's a different... It's a different beast. It's a whole different animal. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it, it came up today earlier, so that's why it was in my head. And then number two, obviously none of these are from personal experience. Then number two is, and uh, I don't want to be that guy, but Matt, I don't know if you've ever heard this one. Kyle, probably not. You're over six foot tall. I'm like, oh, what do you got, little man's disease, like Napoleonic complex? Like, actually, Dick, he was normal size for his, like, the era he existed in. <laughs> like, a lot of that is just a myth that he was this tiny little angry fella. That's true. The Germanic tribes were massive, though. Were they? Yeah, apparently. I'm re- listening to a podcast on it, Hardcore History, Dan Carlin, oh, yeah. about like the, the, the Celtic or Celtic tribes and the Romans trying to conquer them and whatever. And dude, it's just, it's wild, man. Well, it's like, I remember when I used to go to like battlefields from like the Civil War and stuff. And like you can, you know, some places you can go and like stand in the trenches they dug. And it's like, man, how these filled up a bunch over time. And I remember like twice them being, because I was like 11 or 12, eh, I don't know. Somewhere in that age, and they were like, they have filled up some, but you're actually, your height right now is much closer to what an actual soldier's height would have been in that era. Like, people were just shorter. Yeah. I feel like a lot of that's nutrition. Yeah. And I mean, people, you know, like, people got married at like 13 as they died at 30. Yeah. I know. That is wild, man. It's insane. But I mean, if you knew your lifespan was actually, like, I would have to imagine those people will probably, you had to grow up quicker. How about this? Wait, we might have talked about this last week. How my my parents' neighbor, 83 years old, I was like, hey, you know, sometimes my my body feels old when I work out. Other times I feel like I'm in the prime of my life. And he was like, oh, he goes, the prime of your life isn't until your 50s. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did we talk about this on the cast? I heard it. Yeah, we definitely. I know me and you have talked about him. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on here yeah, too. Blew my mind. Solid yeah. reset, reframe. Nice. I was just like, all right. I, I looked find that up. DNA if oh, someone managed to unwind all DNA molecules in a human body and place them end to end, the total length that can be covered is 10 billion miles, which is a trip from Earth to Pluto back to Earth. And that's in one, one human body. Damn. Like, it's just some tightly wound information that's just in every cell of our body. That's just, it, it's just, it's mind blowing to think about cells. And I don't know enough. Every time I start talking about it, I sound like an idiot, but I'm very fascinated and, uh, you know, intrigued by it. But it's, it's tough to remember all the fun stats about cells and DNA. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Know that part. <laughs> I would also say, like, <laughs> something that's true that's kind of weird, like Oklahoma, right? Like, they are called the Sooners. That was because they, like, ran out to the land grabs too quick. And it was almost like a bad name, like the Sooners. Yeah, what were, what were the carpetbaggers? Carpetbaggers. No, carpetbaggers invade the South after Reconstruction. So they, they didn't want any of the Southerners to, like, hold court, like, be congressmen or senators, right? So carpetbaggers was a term for somebody from up north who would move down south and then become a politician down there. And basically, they did bad by the south. They basically convinced a lot of white people they were better than black people because they weren't ex-slaves. They didn't do anything to help these white people, right? They kept them in poverty. But this is where a lot of this stuff kind of originates. It's the carpetbaggers go down there, and they're just tricksters. Dude, yeah, that whole divide-and-conquer mentality, pitting you know people against each other, has got me thinking a lot about what powers that be may have wanted Trump elected in order to make things more polarized in the U.S. Anyway, something to consider. Hey, you know what? I will say one thing, and and I was wrong. Well, just the political thing is so crazy right now that I'm like, yes, I'm on Taylor Swift's side now. <laughs> I always thought I would have been a Kanye guy. <laughs> like, what, what the? What? I don't even know. That's what I do when I think politics. I'm like, what 24-year-old pop star can I align myself with? <laughs> she's 24. I don't know. She's 27. I don't, it just cra- well, it's crazy, too, is like whenever the argument was like, you know, well, who cares? She should stick to singing. Or people on the left now are saying, Kanye, like, stick to music or whatever. It's like, again, like, the guy that was on a reality show is the president. Like, I don't know if we tell anybody that. All bets that are it, off. Yeah. Right. And I'm telling you right now, I don't want to be right about this, and I don't know if they're going to be Republicans or Democrats. But when you wake up... To President Kardashian, you heard it on the podcast first. You heard there it is. There you heard it, is. it here. 2020. Kim Kardashian. You know what? F it. I'm gonna vote for. Kylie's got the money now. Whew. All right, there you go. Episode 236. Started strong. Bobby McIntyre. By the way, uh Bobby McIntyre fighting this weekend down on Cage Sport 53. MCTP will be down there. Uh go down and check it out. Always a great time. Make sure you tell Brian and Tucker I said hello. Uh, will do. <laughs> and Ernie. Okay, Brian, Tucker, Ernie. Yeah. What about Kenny? Yeah, you're right, and Kenny. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to tell that and, to everybody. And some of the security guards. Hey, your name? Oh, yeah, Ted says hi. <laughs> uh, again, we'll take a break next week, and then we'll be back after that. Probably some, I mean, we'll be close to a Halloween party. There'll be some apple talk for sure. We'll plan this apple party. Um, you never told us the surprise of dip season. Oh, I don't think I can eat it anymore. Like it, 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 it was always a little too spicy for me. It, it destroyed my stomach on Sunday. Sausage dip, you're talking about specifically? Yes, I made some for Baird for, for having me over. 
And then we kind of got drunk and got into it. And Sunday morning, now granted, Sunday morning I made another mistake. So you've been a good boy, Ted. Let's go get some donuts. We so had some sour shares now. We had donuts, <laughs> had some milk, and took a nap and spent most of Sunday evening on the toilet. <laughs> hey, guess, I'm still making the dip. I'm just not eating it. Do you guys hear that? It's the sound of our share price collapsing. <laughs> All right, uh, stay gil- diligent out there. That's episode 236 for MCTP for Cobb. I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.